This episode of AetherStream is brought to you by Aetherflow Media. We would not be able to create content like this without the support of our amazing patrons. everyone, and welcome back to Aetherstream, where currently Tilp is away in the no-no bad corner and away from his microphone until he finishes 5.1. Hashtag. But I'm right here. <laughs> Not allowed. Get back in the corner, please. Go back to the corner. Eat your cutscenes. Okay. <laughs> They're good for you. <laughs> so, yeah. Tilp has yet to finish the 5.1 content. and we're Which all we are covering to- today which we're covering today, and we're all going to take this moment to shame him. Shame. The, sh- the shade of it all. <laughs> but wait, can I can I be no. a part of the first parts? Oh. No. <laughs> okay. I don't just, know. Just, no, honey. If you have to do the content, then you can come out of the no-back corner. Okay, back to the corner I go. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, so now that he's gone back to the no-no-bad corner, how is everyone? Uh, well, I sound like somebody put sandpaper down my throat, but I enjoyed 5.1. I do like 5.1 a lot. Like, the, the opening for it, I was just like, okay, what is what is going on here? Like, what shenanigans is happening now? And, like, the isn't the opening bit we go and we talk to Tatara and she's like, oh, by the way, um, your friend's condition is worsening? Like, Pretty they much. dying. They dying, fam. And I'm like, um, that's not good. Like, yeah, everybody's on life support and it's not going great. No, it's not. They're deteriorating and it's just like, okay. So, excuse me, Mr. Crystal Exarch, at what point did you not consider this particular aspect of removing them, like removing their souls from their bodies? Because, um, yeah, you may have done a bad. So, the thing is, with he, he planned to die. That was that was his contingency. He, yeah. he planned to die, and with his death, everyone would have been sent back. He's like, "Well, I didn't even think about that." Yeah, he he planned he planned to die, and with his death, the summoning spell would have been reversed, and everyone would have returned to the source upon him taking the light to the rift, like he planned. But because you know Emmett Selk delayed him, and we told him no, we're not going to kill him. Like it changed everything. So now they're trying; they have to figure out another way. He's like, "Well, fudge! I didn't foresee this. I didn't think about this because I was expecting to die." Yeah. Well, and that's why that's why Alice like, flicks him in the head. <laughs> he, he's like, you know, if we can't figure anything out, you can do, you can still kill me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this like the same separation that we had in that one dungeon? Or talking Which? about uh, Alamigo? Yes. Yeah, that's 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 a very very good representation of what's going on with the science right now. Okay, back to the corner yeah. I go. <laughs> I was trying to think about what dungeon he was talking about, and I was like, "Oh no, that that makes sense." When uh, Aulus like pulls your soul yeah. from your body and just like throws it out, and then your corpse is just laying there lifeless on the floor. I hated that fight the first time I did it because their bodies are on the source, their souls are on the first. The soul's got a new body on the first, and the link between the soul and the body that you could see in the dungeon, that's starting to weaken. And the yep. older, the longer they've been on this first, the harder it is. So Thangrid's the, pretty much the closest to go. So 
Oh, Tank Tancred, you die first. I would have thought that he would have tried, like, tested this theory out on a Kieran or a goblin or I don't know, marmot or something like that before he started pulling actual people. We can't test it out on goblins because that's a, apparently goblins are people. Wow, that makes me sound terrible. Apparently, <laughs> goblins are people. Okay, goblins are people too. I'm just gonna stop now. Okay, then, <laughs> then what about Moogles? Like, I think we would all feel okay with Moogles. <laughs> I am okay with, like, testing on Moogles. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, don't test on the gobbies. Don't test on the marmots. Just just test on the Moogles. It's great. They deserve it. Moonfilly is dead, so we can't test on her anymore. Oh, that was dark. <laughs> that did get dark very quick. Oops. Alrighty, so, um, yeah. So what was your first impressions, Groa? Oh, on the... When they introduced the whole start of the plot? Yeah, just like, you know, the, the beginning of 5.1. Well, I... I mean, I know that they said that they were going to work on trying to get them back. I guess I didn't really think about the time. So, like, when they were like, oh, it's actually, we need to do this sooner than we thought. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, was, I felt rushed. <laughs> I was like, crap. What do we do? Trying oh, to get oh, them dear, back. Oh, damn, my friends are kind of dying. Yeah, they're kind of dying. We don't know what to do. We, need, we can't figure it out yet. And, you know, they, they, they really don't have any idea. So, um... You know, with our understanding of how souls work and things like that, we don't really have any idea either. <laughs> and the settling, they bring out the Aura side again. I'm just like, leave the Aura side alone. I don't like it. I don't. Yeah, like, please stop touching that. We know it's bad. Bad things. <laughs> but Orianje is obsessed with it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, comes, yeah. it goes back to it every time. So it's like, Meh. Yeah, but, you kind of want to, like, take him out to the uh, Evil East Radium. Like, see, this is what happens when you what mess happens. with us. What <laughs> happens? It's bad. No touchy to Aurasite. He could probably have, he would probably have a house made out of white Aurasite. Like, if you let him. If you let him. Like, the whole whole house, all the furniture. Just the buildings of Mount Golg, that solid white, but it's just Aurasite, and that's his house, like. Yeah, pretty much. In the distance, like tried to break into my house you get absorbed in like <laughs> well it's just like every single time there's a problem he brings out the white aura site like oh, eh, eh, and we're like listen Orianje, we need you to stop like this is a bad <laughs> idea we've already established that it's a crappy idea so please stop doing it and you think i mean also after the whole membrana thing come on right he like, lost his girlfriend exactly it's bad don't do it it's bad. Stop doing it. He can go in the no-no bad corner. I mean, he's been good this expansion. Like, I, I will give him some cool points for that. But he needs to go back in the corner and rethink I mean, using the Aurasite for everything. He lied exactly. to us upon us coming into the first. So I still, I'm still mad at him for that. But you know, that um, wasn't yeah. his fault. Let's let's be fair. The Exarch was all behind that. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that he looked really cool in that robe and the hood, which I actually <laughs> wish that he put the hood back up. I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> put, put the paper bag back over your head yeah. <laughs> he looked better that way I'm, I'm i'm sorry but he did okay we just have to deal with it anyways if it wasn't for the fact that he was so cool looked so good i'd be more mad at him but he gets away with it because he's pretty yeah and unfortunately he other than bringing out the white or site he has no idea what to do either and neither does the exarch but he does have one idea he's just like um you can go and see this dude that doesn't want to talk to me um he tried to kill me and i'm like okay um is this are you just full of bad ideas because it it feels like it we needed an option there to be like so what did you do to him that he wants to kill you right like what <laughs> what did you do Fortunately, that leads into the first dungeon, which is good. I like the cutscene before that, especially because it's 
more of that sibling bickering and it's great like alizé gets called out for like maybe having a little bit of a crush on the warrior of light <laughs> yeah and she's just like hey what are you guys implying and exarch's just like um that you're pleased to see her and that she's uh you know happy and healthy uh and it's like yeah and she flicks him on the on like the forehead yeah, in that opening like cutscene when you go and visit him. And I was just like, yes, good. That's what you do to cats who misbehave. <laughs> it was very adorable. I like where they're going with the characterization right now. Like, um, like they could things could be a little stiff and a little wooden back in Aram Reborn, but it's kind of like you can see how far their character writing has come. Like they're all growing and their personalities are way more solid than they used to be, and it's great. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. So, Croic, can you tell us like a little bit about the first or about this dungeon, like as far as like the story and the lore? Oh, the Grand Cosmos. Man, so cool. Um, so, <laughs> so the Grand Cosmos, it's on, it's built on the opposite shore of the Source. That is a one of the major locations of the elves back when they were in charge of Lakeland. Which, fun fact. Lakeland in elven language is Laxon. That's what they called it back in the day. And so when they were in charge of that region known as Laxon, they administrated most of their efforts from that palace. It's called the Grand Cosmos because of the flowers. And it was supposed to uh, instill kind of envy to the heavens. That's what they, they, they felt it. The, the oh, country. they were flexing on them, basically. Like, look at our big bougie palace. Yeah, yeah. It was a very beautiful palace. So it um yeah no it was a the place where the elves would administer and you could see a lot of their culture when you go through the hallways and stuff it's really cool because most so most of the enemies that you fight are familiars that were designed and created by the numo that's occupying the place but you can see from those familiars they're like aspects of elven history we get to see are very very mysterious almost like exact lookalike of a certain uh individual from heaven's ward that was <laughs> that was fun yeah that was a little terrifying almost as terrifying as the way the the numu presents himself at least at first like that face i was like ah yeah, no tentacles. don't yeah. want <laughs> He kind of reminded me of Avath, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, oh, have you gone out of your way to make him as ugly as possible? Because this is terrifying, <laughs> and I think I want to go home. I, I mean, that's that was the intention. The Numo didn't want to be disturbed. They were they were like, get out of my palace. <laughs> like, I'll be ugly. I'd want to kill everyone with a face like that. <laughs> he, he was a crotchety old man waving his cane. Get off my porch. Yeah, get off my <laughs> lawn. Get out of my castle. Dang it, we just got done with Rajit. Right. It's it's this this is basically just like the old man expansion where we just get bullied for being like Azuma. It is the okay boomer expansion. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're just being bullied by boomers all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being bullied by old people, especially when they're eons old. I can't even argue with that. That is that's very very poignant right there. That is like the that is definition. Very like, true. Every character that we've dealt with thus far has had years of experience and they're like, you don't remember the good old days? It's like, well, no, I don't. Huh. Because you're like five years old or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, so hence- you're a tiny baby. Henceforth, the expansion is now to be known as OK Boomer Bringers. Yeah, OK Boomer Bringers, <laughs> yes! I am OK with this. Oh, I just turned on my Google Assistant. Can you shut up? No, I wasn't talking to you, Boomer. <laughs> 
Um, so we finally get through this dungeon and, you know, beat the final boss. And finally, the new mode takes off his mask and talks to us. And again, he's kind of like, why the heck are you in my palace? Yeah, he's... He's very, he's very cute, and I want to smush his little cheeks, and we use the words of power like we always do. Uh, there's something really interesting to note in this passage. You actually, when you're discussing things with the Numo, they refer to uh, the situation in, Ver- in Verbert, and if you complete the tank role quest, you actually have experience with what took place in Verbert and what would have caused the Numo to flee. And oh. uh, you can tell them, you can tell them what it was that caused them to choose to lose trust in humanity. Yeah, bad stuff happened. Yeah, they, they, they're like, whoa, you know what happened? And, but like, you only get that option if you beat the tank roll quest. So, so <laughs> there, there you have it. Go do the tank quest, guys. Level them tanks up and go and do it. Just remember to use your cooldowns. Yeah, yeah. You'll learn a lot more about why the Numo had to leave and why they hate humanity so much or lost their faith in humanity. Really, you get so much from doing every one of the role quests. Like, I know, like, the healer quest, you get a lot of that, too. Um, So one thing that I thought was interesting, if I recall correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Crow, is that... From what, you know, I, I didn't do the tank roll quest. I don't have the whole story. But he implied that as far as his work with souls and soul transfer, that it was somehow misused. Yes. And kind of turning. And, and that was part of the reason why he's gone away and is hidden away in this palace. And I thought that was really interesting because as he's talking about this, the first thing I thought about is the Revenant project back on the source. Yeah, like oh, the, the yeah. resonance and putting stuff in him and taking stuff okay. out. It's just like, hey, yeah. this looks familiar, and the Garleans are misusing the hell out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm kind of thinking, like, for whatever reason, like, it started itching my brain. I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wonder if somehow Element Selk or another Asian actually gave got- them that. Gave them that. Yeah, exactly. Gave, you know, gave them the start of the Revenant technology. And if that, this is kind of a little piece of that puzzle, because we still don't know where those concepts came from. I'd believe it. I'd believe that Emmett Selk is out there being like a shifty old man and basically like <laughs> handing off all of this tech and all of this knowledge to people. I mean, of course the Garleans are going to jump on that. Like, we can't use magic. We're rubbish. But this gives us the ability to use magic. I, I mean, to be fair, he did tell Vothri's mom to eat, you know, Sin Eater while she was yeah. pregnant. <laughs> oh, oh I, feel, yeah. I feel like I'm going to puke all over again. So Vothri's not had it, yeah. <laughs> His entire existence is uh, basically Emmett Selk's commission, so... <laughs> yep. We convince the Numo to help us. Mm-hmm. And through the conversation, he kind of suggests also, um, it's like, you know, yeah, you can't necessarily take these people just as being your possessions, which was, I think, the first proposal was. It's like, oh, well, you know, these are your friends. That's how they ended up here is because they feel like that they kind of belong with you or belong to you. So, you know, why that should work in reverse. And then I think like the new is like, yeah, but no. <laughs> not people are not properties. <laughs> Well, and they explain they explain that uh so that I really like this patch because there's some like really deep like I guess you could say uh deep information in regards to the foundations of the world you know and they're talking about souls a lot in this expansion so you know the Numo explained that their presence their time in the first because their souls have created a new body and has established a connection to that that construct that's around them because what they're what they are right now their appearance right now is formed from ether. They're, they're, they're 
basically souls with some like outer layer of shell that they cobbled together from ether. They're not actually there because they're, you know, their bodies are on the source. That's honestly terrifying to think yeah. about, like ever so slightly terrifying. You've been hanging with ghosts this whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Spookiest expansion ever. And uh, they said that um, because the souls have created this new form and have been, you know, working to move around and do those necessary things of life that it's in this it might be immutable now like it might not it might refuse transference like trying to get back into the original body it might say no because it's take it took all this effort to create the current shell it has it's wearing right now mm-hmm. and <clears throat> then they're talking about you know trying to s- like slow the soul down and they bring up the concept of stasis and then you know when stasis comes into the picture that's when they're like oh yeah like the light like the flood of light you know the ether the ether that comprises the concept of light is stagnant it doesn't move it's very it's very one shape one form only and so they're like they bring up those uh you know Amarang, and that's why we get a chance to go visit them but a lot of it is about like the science of souls i guess you could say in in this uh in the setting and it's really interesting what they get into how deep they get into it you know going too dormant means their minds might be lost trying to get rid you know put their force their souls into a different shape might like it might refuse like i'm like oh there's a lot of information here they went over there's that. a lot of kinks to figure out and it's just like <laughs> okay how are we gonna actually get our friends home yeah like are we ever gonna be able to get them home or are they just gonna be stuck here and that's that i'm wondering if that's a very real thing that we might have to face i mean i know in thancred's case he might actually want to stay that's what i'm thinking anyway like we're gonna see him staying it was really sad because you you can talk to reen after the discussion about transferring and everything and you know she goes if it's kind of selfish for me to say i'm kind of glad none of you had to leave yet because i would have felt terribly alone all of a sudden and i was like she's gonna get lonely yeah she's gonna be by herself she's she's technically a firstborn she can't transfer herself to the source. She has no connection to the source. No, she she's like, I want you all to stay because you're my friends and I don't yeah, want to be lonely. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, precious <laughs> child. Yeah, I have a feeling Thinkard's going to end up staying some way or another. I wouldn't blame him. I, mean, I don't think he'll go back. He's um, not his closure. Not because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he can, basically, he can die now. I hate to say it. They tried not to be that. Dark, not to be dark, but he can. He can die now. He has nothing else. He's he <laughs> he had his closure. Minfilia, you know, the Minfilia arc is finished. That's all he was striving to do. If you have the chance, listeners, check out the short story on Tales from the Shadow. They have one specifically catered to Thancred's past, and it's amazing. Love it. They did a really good job with it. Yeah. So. Um, it explains a lot more about that arc that was concluded in Shadowbringers expansion and like oh, why. Oh, that back when he was, was still a yeah. thought? When he was a kid, yeah. Um, yeah. How how he met Louis Swa, how he became what he was doing, and how he ran into Minfilia, and then why he got attached to protecting her. It explains all of that. It's a really good story. The one thing it does not explain, actually, the one lingering detail is the fact how he is so old but still looks so young. They have not explained that yet. Drop, drop his skincare routine, Square Enix. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know how he keeps his skin that fresh. Solarian magics. Either um, he has had as much plastic surgery as Tom Cruise claims that he hasn't had, or there's some little, you know, magic going on there. I don't know. Magic. Yeah. Maybe he glands his face. When he went through the flow, he just got he just got stopped. <laughs> I don't know. He's got like a bag full of Fantasias to take yeah. his off now. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's glamour magic. 
Maybe it's Fantasia. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that ultimately Thancred is going to make his home on the first. But the one thing that makes me think that he's not going to be permanently, you know, air quotes stuck there and probably not even die, maybe, is that the one thing that the player base has been clamoring for is, you know, just like an explanation as far as how we're getting back and forth to the first, you know, other than the fact that the more you like, yeah. Yeah, and so they're going to have to have an explanation as far as how more people kind of like, Travel they're going to have to open up the highway there or something, yeah. I don't know. So I can see a thing where Thancred decides to go ahead and make his home on the first, um, you know, having a scion there to kind of keep watch over things isn't the worst idea in the world. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's going to be a while before the first is... You know, not on the brink of collapse. Yeah, because yeah, it's that still kind of in a bad way. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Novran's the only place that's like still itself, and then there's literally a shell of crystallized light, and everything outside of that is gone. Aside from what's being restored in Eden, other than that, there's nothing. It's just flat plains of white. So it's, I mean, I'm not entirely sure how they would be able. Whoa. Well, I just had an idea. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Is this uh, an, an actual oh, no, or is this an oh, yes? I mean, it's plot, but like, I just, it just hit me what bad things could happen in the future of this uh, series. Oof. Oof. We, we um, know bad things are going to happen. Okay. I mean, yeah, funny. I mean, yeah they have to. You know, like. Share with the entire class. Thank you. No. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Do it. Do you, you remember Elidibus's threat at the end of Shadowbringers? If we were to be the warrior yes. of darkness, he would bring upon us the warriors of light. Do you mm-hmm. remember why the flood of light happened? Because, because the warriors of light did light. too much good. Yeah. If Elidibus is planning to bring that back to against us, they might trigger the flood again or do something bad. You know what I mean? Like if there's too much light. <laughs> like we, we, or, we just spent I guess in our case it would be like too much void maybe like like there's just the, the it's all about balance right if there's too yes. much one force over the other it will break it will it will it will fall and everything will fall with it that's you know we fall but <laughs> in the song but um the idea is they have to maintain a balance and if Elidibus Elidibus even says you know he doesn't feel like an emissary anymore you know his role's a joke, so he's just going to go full force. And if he brings out light again, it might it might just cause really bad things. The first first isn't ready for that much light. You know what I mean? Nope. So it, I'm just thinking about. It. I was like, wait, if he's going to bring warriors of light against us, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wait, do we need more of that? We don't need more of that, Elizabeth. No go no back into your light. like little corner and go and scheme and stuff. But like, don't come over here and mess with my business. Okay, we're done with you. Like, stay over there and stop standing on the moon. I'm kind of sick of that. <laughs> but yeah, we. So yeah, sorry that was a tangent because I just that just hit me. I was thinking about it and it just happened. I was like, wow. So. Hey, look, uh, bad stuff's going to happen. <laughs> potential potential uh, plot devices. But... Um, you heard it here first, though. Uh, plot the, twist. What's really cool, though, with the whole... You know, we, we're learning about the soul. We're learning about um, 
the stasis that light creates and Beck Lug goes over to meet with the victims at the in the at journey's head, which you know, kind of a really nice opportunity to go back there. You know, you don't really get a chance to go back there that often, so you get to see how they're doing, all the patients. And they're talking about the concept of of the light, you know, the flood and the, the effects it would take it. And they're explaining, you know, Beck Luck provides the secret recipe you know, or like the, the item that basically contributed to Verbert's downfall to help these patients. And it's a, it's a stimulant for the soul. It's a, like a beverage. It quickens their ether. Yeah. It quickens their ether within. And so they realized they could sense things again. They're like, I can feel, you know, they're like, some of them were like, Oh, this feels really good. But the others didn't I show any warm. response. And, you know, Beckett look explains that, uh, so, you know, their corporeal ether can return to a state of equilibrium, but the incorporeal ether is torn. It, you know, the soul, the, the ether that comprises the soul is damaged by the light. And it was take really long time to figure you know, figure how to heal it. Because yeah, they say the, the little kid, I can't remember his name. They say like, it might, he might be an old man before he wakes up. Like that was, yeah, that was a hard thing. This that was a tough pill to swallow. Like knowing mm -hmm. that, like he might be an old man when he eventually wakes up from this state of you know torpor that he's in right now. And I was like, oh my god, that's a kid. Like that's still a kid in there. Like, and you're saying he's gonna wake up an old man and he's gonna have had no childhood, no, no nothing. No comprehension of what just happened. Just the fact that his soul was torn by light and remains in a shattered state. Yeah, and they. But they they have a plan, and this was this is where you know this is where it gets really exciting. Where they kind of, for the first couple like quests, it's all kind of like sad because you're like all you see is barrier, barrier, barrier. You know this isn't working. But this is a this is like this this part of the quest got really exciting for me because it was like opportunity. You know they they explained there's a chance, and they decided to talk about how revitalizing the incorporeal ether would require pneumo magic. Which is uh, the familiars that they that they make all the time. The porksies. The porksies, the cute, cute little piggies. They uh, they help <laughs> they help facilitate ether. And love so, some woozles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that's true though. <laughs> <laughs> like it was going to serve as a conduit, and so you know they send the they send the twins back to Il Meg, their best friends, the pixies. So yeah, fetch, get, fetch uh, quests. Yeah, fetch the small fetch quest. Thankfully, they've 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 dumbed down the fetch quest so yeah, much. Yeah, they have. I'm so happy about like, that. They're like, hey, we need this, but I'm going to have you get one thing, not all things. And you're yeah, like, yeah, so yes. you actually have the others going off and grabbing stuff, which stuff is, is nice, yeah. and it makes it more believable too. Oh yeah, because like more people are contributing to the cause. It's not just you anymore. You know, they'll give you a list of stuff that needs to be retrieved, but they everyone gets assignments, and then everyone takes part of the quest. And you're just getting that one thing. You get to go back to Twine, and you get to see how the miners are doing. You know, Jarek's still <laughs> talking about the trolleys. Yeah, he's still talking about the trolley. He's like, he's not here to talk about trolleys. We, he wants clay, not trolleys. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you don't want the trolley though? Yeah, I finished and, my content. Can I come out of the corner? Yes. Yes, you yes, may come out of the corner. Woo! What kind of made me the sad? Dead though? Dessert before bed. <laughs> no dessert. Oh. 
uh, Magnus, when Magnus was like, you don't need an excuse to visit us. I was like, I'm sorry. I haven't seen you guys in a while. I promise like, I'll come visit. Like, <laughs> I needed to take a nap. I just had yeah. to sleep off all of that light and all of the all stress. Yeah, all the stress of almost dying to Hades. Come on. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, like, I just saved your world. I need yeah. a vacation. Yeah, give me some slack. It's <laughs> like that opening it. opening cutscene with Sitara. She's like, oh, have you had um, have you had a rest? And it's just like, uh, no. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Maybe a little rusty now. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they, um... You get the clay, you get the the pixie magic, the the, the lantern and the water, yeah. which is it's funny because uh, if you do some of the new mo quests, you actually do. I think you have you do this twice. I feel like you either do it twice really? or at least once. Yeah, um, there's a quest line where you have to. <laughs> so minor spoiler, but one of the Amaro accidentally eat a porksy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yep, and, I remember that. And and you have to pay, you know, you have to pay just dues. So the 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 Fey actually believe in the blood price, and straight up say the Morrow's going to have to die for the Porksy. And the Morrow's like, I don't want to die. What can I do instead? And they're like, Well, you can make another Porksy. <laughs> yeah, you can just make another one. It's fine. It's cool, bro. <laughs> because it's still following the rules of the blood price. It's just Faye get the cheat because they get to bring them back technically. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, it's just like, look, you took a life, so now I need another one. You need oh, to give yeah. me another pet. You replace me my life that you took. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And so, but the, you know, they follow the similar process. You need light from a pixie lantern, pure water, and pure clay, and. Oh my goodness! That cutscene love- is hilarious. Cutscene's great. I love it. I love <laughs> that, the art. The <laughs> that pig. Alize does not quite have she the flair so that her brother does with she art. So hard. Jeez. I was expecting she like Alphano. So I, I was expecting Alphano to like snap back with that one line that she had during Storm Blood, where she's like, "That boy ain't so buoyant." <laughs> And him like, yeah, my sister ain't much of an artist. Right? <laughs> and, well, he kind of oh, throws man. a little bit of shade her way, like a titchy bit, like, oh, that's lovely. And she's just like, well, shut up. I'm doing yeah. my best. And Beck Luck is just like, you know what? It, the form, you know, the magic will take place. You know, you did your best because it's, it's all about the love, you know, you pour in. Yeah, the love you pour into your, it. Your connection, your 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 emotion into the, the magic. And they cast the magic and then so she names a familiar Angelo, which is really cool because it's a reference to uh, Renoa's dog. Yeah, so, yep. oh, eight. Eight. and then they they go as far as to include it in Final Fantasy fourteen as to say that was hurt. That was Alice's dog back in Charlian. So oh yeah, that's where, the, that's where the name comes for Alice. It's her pet from Charlian. So there there's that nice little like. Really, really neat. That's a double nod. Yeah, it's a double nod. Plus, plus, it just means that Alice is Renoa. No, I'm kidding. No, that's not a. Oh my god. No. No. Croa. Like, you can get in the bad corner now. Like, that. that, Okay. That's blasphemy. I won't hear that. I'll take that. (laughs) I'm just telling Serena. (laughs) No. Off to the timeout oh. corner. Off to the timeout corner, Croatoid. How dare you? Don't tell Mama Serena no. Right? <laughs> 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 I oh, like man. that nod, though. It's good. It, it's cute oh, as well. It's, and the Porksy is cool. cute. Yeah. Porksies are always cute. I don't th- I've never seen a bad Porksy. And then they got a Porksy mount now. It's adorable. 
So oh, yes. the yes. pixies. Uh, I've yet to do the pixie quests. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't done no. them either. But I've seen people going around on the mount, and I'm just like, oh, give yes, please. I, I will take I ten. This, like, I don't know if it's just a. Weird, it's the one thing I've been man. I've managed to keep up with out of all content ever is beast tribe quests. So like, I usually get. You them still did five point one though. Yeah, you yeah. still managed to do five point one in time for yeah. the podcast. I did. I did. <laughs> I finished. I have so many questions on the last little bit. Yeah, yeah. but I finished. <laughs> the last part is great. But um, yes. so using the pork sea, she cast that magic that they were working to facilitate that uh, the kind of like a revitalization of the incorporeal ether, and Holrick starts to speak. Which yeah, his jimmies get rustled no, and he starts he talking a little bit. Speak. So, <laughs> <laughs> oops, oh. <laughs> wrong person. You don't need to speak right now. Oh, I'm using the words of power on right. Dog, <laughs> How dare you use the words of power? Be ashamed of, power. of yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, but I wasn't I'm expecting sorry. him to say "mother" of all things. No. Like I was kind of expecting like. Like where am I or something? You know, a little more like you're coming out of a, a daydream. It just reminds like, me of you know you know it just hit me. You know why that's probably it. The reason why, why I said mother. So there's this thing about corpses in Final Fantasy 14 when they die and then they get reanimated as zombies. The last memory they had prior oh. to their death is the first thing they say when they come back from being reanimated. And they get that last second right before they die to say that thing that's on their mind. Okay. I think that's what it is. That's slightly like, terrifying. Oh, it's, oh that is God. very terrifying. No, it's like it's tragic because if you think about yeah. it, like all the fairies that's are the, the souls of kids. Turned, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically like a child soul missing their mother. That's I don't bad. like that. That's bad touch. Ugh, I'm ugh, I'm going to go into ugh. my corner and cry now. I hate Crawling it. Thanks. This angst. <laughs> but um uh. Yeah, and we, I like that you see something out of him, though, just something that gives us hope and says, okay, this might oh, actually awesome. I work. Felt, I felt really happy to see that there was progress. Like, like yeah. they always, they've been driving, and I think they do a really good job driving the severity of the situation with the aether and the light and just how, I mean, there's just no chance sometimes. But if you work very hard, there's a possible chance. You just have to, you know, still realize that this is going to be the hardest thing you'll ever do, but there's a chance. Yeah, exactly. And having that chance gives people having hope. Having that chance is what gives that feeling drive. of hope. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just, it just, it just doubles over because not only do you get a chance to see Hulrick speak, Alice brings up Gabu and the opportunity to reverse yes. oh, no. and bring on his soul. Precious like, baby. Wow. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, Gabu. Like, bring back Gabu. Yeah. 2020. Gabu, come back. <laughs> Fix now, him. Fix there was the a minor, Who needs baby Yoda when we have Gabu? Right. There's a minor lore thing that got confirmed that I really, I got really excited about. Um, the fact that tempering and floods are similar ethereal techniques, because oh. you know if Gabu is able to be reversed by the same process that's helping Halric, it's saying that floods and tempers, like being tempered by a primal, is practically a mini flood to we the wouldn't body. have to kill them anymore like you yeah, could which, you could genuinely does, fix does, some of the victims of tempering it does it does make you kind of worried because it's like how many tempered people have we killed with the 
knowledge that we couldn't help them and now there's a chance to and you're developing that that's going to be heavy first yeah it's going to be heavy because that's the realization of all the tempered people you've slain up to this point uh, <laughs> it's <oof. laughs> uh, oof. um it's a lot to take in it is it is but it's like it's it's interesting just all this content has kind of been thrown giving us you know the concept of the souls the concept of tempering the concept of being able to reverse ethereal states through progress of you know magic and uh while all this hype is going on you know they say they want to go to return to the crystarium and give their report to the you know the crystal exarch kind of explain what's going on and the LSA is like, hey, yeah, you know, you guys can go back, but I'm staying here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop. I just saw Hallrick speak for the first time in like the whole time I've been here. I'm gonna keep going, and she she decides to stay. And it's like that drive, you know, it's so, ugh, it's so powerful. She just makes you want to do amazing things because yeah, you they lit the fire under her bum, and now she wants to do things. <laughs> yeah, she refused. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to keep using this magic. I'm going to take a rest. I'm going to come back, cast a spell, go back to sleep, and just keep doing that until he's, you know, until he's good to go. Like and rinse and repeat. Yep. That's and and uh, that research from that spell is going to be used to re- like it's going to be a reverse spell. So what what they're doing with Halric in making his soul active more, they're going to try to make the Cyan soul less active, so it's easier to send across the rift. There's yes. like there's no, like they're trying to make the souls stagnant to send them over. Yeah, while you're rustling like somebody's jimmies to cure them, then it's just like de rustling the jimmies of rustling the scion souls and just yeah. be like, yeah, you need to you <laughs> need to be less active. <laughs> We're gonna have to put that uh, stasis on you. Mm-hmm. But uh, before you get a chance to go, Kaishir shows up out of nowhere, and then there's this kind of like the rest of the quests up to that point is kind of just like a side arc where you get to go yeah. back to Yulmore, you get to see how Yulmore is doing. Um, obviously, highly distressful economic status because all the rich people and all the poor people are now equal, which is you know similar to a certain status in uh, in uh, Ishgard. And so society is crumbling. So yeah, society is society is struggling to maintain itself in the the light of the realization that Vathri was a sin here, and they want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And so people want to vote. Chai News as the mayor, and he doesn't want to be the mayor. <laughs> he's like he like he doesn't because he doesn't I mean, like doing he's things. Never, yeah, he's never committed. It always takes a little you know push from his wife, and then of course us we motivate him as well to get things done. Oh, yeah. And then when he gets things done, he does it. I mean he he kicks ass, but it's he like, does them well. He you know he does a good job, but he has to be like motivated. He has to be pushed in that direction. And so you show up and. He's just gone. No Mama one cat's upset. And she's, she, yeah, she's distressed. She's like, he just poofed. I don't know where he is. And I, I hope hate it when Dooley is sad. Yeah, her voice cracks. I hate it when she's like, sad. I hate it. And you're it. like, oh my gosh, I will do everything to help you find your husband. Let us go. Mm-hmm. You know, and you do a little research and you kind of, it's really cool because you track his steps. You get to see, he's been talking to people. You know, he went to the the derelicts to see what they needed help with. And then he went to, uh, you know, the buttress to see what they needed help with. And he's visiting, you know, you're visiting basically his steps. And you find out that he went to Amity. And, you you know, you go up there and he's just like, yeah, I'm trying to just see what we can do to get things going. And, you know, people are like, hey, we want you to be mayor. And he's just like, no, <laughs> I don't want to be mayor. But I want to do something good for this nation. 
And then you learn about the the previous uh, head of state. I think it was the right hand man to yeah. Um, no, the left hand man because Ranji was considered the right. Ranji was military martial rules and stuff like that. And then this guy was like diplomacy and stuff. He left and he was hiding up there. And so you actually go up there and he says, you know, I'm not going to help you until you can prove to me that you can be a proper ruler. That He is and, cool as hell. I no, love he's that a character, cool character so much. He's a cool character. He's like, he's explains himself. Like, he seems like that kind of like hard person, like cold exterior, but he has a reason for it. And I think that's what's important is that he explains why he's like the way he is. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, everything that Yulmore took away from him, you know, he wants to bring back, but he needs to see someone willing to facilitate that process. Yeah. That just, that quote just caught him the Yulmore for the people. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he's like, all right, prove it. I want to see. Yeah, you pr- Come on, prove it. And like, then, uh, let's see you gussy up. Yeah. And Chinese and Chinese is like, all right, well, let me do the thing I'm good at. Talos come here. You know, like the one thing, you know, cause <laughs> it's funny because it's like, that's his, that's his, that's his art. He's the heir to the Daedalus Stoneworks. So he knows everything there is to know about Talos. Probably as much as there is, you know, Jarek knows about trolleys. Like, yeah. <laughs> if buds, if that's a strong Chinese statement. Ever wanted to work with him. Like, Chinese knows everything there is to know about that. So he goes to that. That's his, that's his source of uh, um, progress. And he has you help him out. He's like, hey, man, can you fight the bo- monsters that might hit me? I'm not good at fighting them. But I need to be protected while I go deactivate these. And I'm like, but they're bigger than me. So shouldn't I protect you from them for <laughs> like I'm more worried about the Talos than the tiny little rocks you're trying to hide from? Like the little <laughs> quick time event you get because of that is very, very neat. Like you're not actually yeah. fighting anything. You're kind of it's just like, like um, a Metal you're keeping watch for him. Style, yeah. uh, stealth technique. It's a Did, bit tense. Was yeah. the evil bird in there? Cause like I tried looking for it, but then someone said it was, and I didn't, I didn't see it myself. I'll I didn't see the shoe bill. Again. Okay. Yeah. I heard that it was, I, I didn't see it myself either. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I definitely okay. heard rumors. It was in there, but I'm I not going to lie. Go ahead. I'm not going to lie. I probably did spend an hour that I could have used to finish off the MSQ last night. Looking for the bird. Oh my God. <laughs> Look. What so, were you saying, so Dylan? Funny story. There's a there's an actual like Shoebill Appreciation Club in the Cabin of Curiosities. So I think everyone should join that. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a okay. character that talks about. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, I was actually kind of like curious because it seems like it would be something that Essie would do if the Shoebill only appears randomly in cutscenes. Oh, maybe like that would yeah, be neat. I could see that. Um. Just because, like, that way, like, everybody's looking for it and only half the people see it. So, oh, like, it is ghost occasionally showing up or, like, alpha yeah. showing up in oh, random okay. places. That would make more sense. I see what you mean. So, like, timed kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. It's hmm. mysterious and I don't like it, but I do, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah, they, they you know, they you complete the event. He deactivates the Talos, brings him back. Back to, I guess, factory reset. The the ethereal equivalent. Uh-oh. Crow, oh. we're losing you. On factory reset. <laughs> and uh, gets us Talos to follow him back to town. I don't think Crow heard and me. There's that, that funny cutscene. You know, there's the villagers. They're all kind of just figuring out what to do. And Crow up? And they hear the rumbling. They're like, oh, God, Talos. <laughs> Crow up? Because there's a... 
Cry? We're, lose, can you hear we're us? losing him. We're losing him. I don't think he can even Literally. hear us. Like, free him, foul internet jitters. Yes, free come on, crawl. hashtag free crow. Hashtag them. free crow. Hashtag it. Quick, make it trend. It'll bring him back to us. Oh, Crow's typing. I think he's alive. I think he might be. Like, is he? This would be good. <laughs> uh, uh. I think he flatlined. No! Oh, no! It's not again! This is like a common occurrence now. <laughs> Hashtag free Crow. <laughs> Retweet it three times. It'll save a life. Make It'll it like one of them chain letters. Just so that way I know where my mark is. Yes, I've been clapping during the podcast to find out where I need to edit. I was wondering what that noise was. Hello. Are you on mobile no. now? No, I've returned. It it disconnected me entirely. Oh. Like you were still talking, we're like, Crow, you're breaking up, and you kept talking. It's like Crow, uh, you kept talking. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't hear anything. That's why I thought it was. Ooh. Oh man, it was entertaining. I I see. Like now, my head cannon is is that like there is an internet kraken, and periodically it reaches out and grabs you, <laughs> like in that one dungeon. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I could see it. Crow is just swinging in the air. <laughs> it's like internet kraken. Let our crow go. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. No. <laughs> okay, so where were we? What did we what did we start uh, with? He was talking about factory reset and then started breaking up. Factory resetting the Talos. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I mentioned that they were heading back down to Gate Town and they freaked out the villagers because they saw just this mass army of Talos heading toward they're, they're yeah, really... to be fair, I'd I'd probably wet I mean, knickers if scary. I uh, if I saw an army of Talos arriving. Would, yeah. well, especially if they're not manned by people. No context at all. Suddenly, the ground is shaking, and suddenly you're just like... Talos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like my inner like pre-tween is just sitting there and thinking, like, oh my god, that is so cool. Can I uh, have one? Yeah. <laughs> that that whole cutscene is very very cool. They've. They've repeatedly referred to just the economic boost that the Talos have created in their various societies. And like, I don't even know, like every single time someone says, oh, we can't do this because the Talos used to do it. And I'm like, man, you all relied on Talos really heavily before the flood, didn't you? Right. They, they lent on them super hard. Like they were, yeah, they, they sure did. They helped out with a lot of things. And so like just seeing you revitalize that process is kind of cool because it's like you're bringing back that element of, you know, prosperity. You know, and everyone's just like, oh, we remember these. They helped us a lot. So. Yeah, and things, everybody, there's kind of this sense of things looking up and, yeah. you know, uh, people saying, well, you know, we've got the Talos now. We've got some. I mean, those are going to be able to run supply lines and till fields and stuff. Like, they're a multi-use thing, mm -hmm. like a big part of their culture. And seeing those and, like, you see the villagers and they're cheering and stuff. They're cheering for Chai. And it's just like, oh. And and then Dulia comes to give him a hug and kills him. Oh god, him. and she breaks him. I know. <laughs> no, like once, but twice. Twice she breaks him. It's just like, girl, like, you have to calm down on that hug. Him. 
because of the force of her hug. Like, what kind <laughs> of guns does she have that she can almost break a man's spine? Like, is she swole under all that? Like, she she can go into pro wrestling. Like, she can make that coin. She's protected. It's like, what do you mean? She'll fight you trust me don't don't mess with dulia chai oh my god <laughs> you know i would love to see i would love to see somebody draw mrs chai in a wrestling outfit just like oh, like a luchador yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a su- oh uh what was that character that suplexed uh, suplexed all the time in final fantasy 6 um uh, uh oh god oh what's his name oh seven. My seven um the monk? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah yeah yes. yep Make her a monk class, and then she's just suplexing. <laughs> See, like I'm imagining the scenario where it turns out that Ranji isn't dead, and he comes back, and he threatens oh, her husband. No. She just charges just, him. Yeah, oh. just like goes doom train on his butt. <laughs> oh, she gives him the chair and everything. Does the whole gar- Godbert suplex? Just <gasps> oh my gosh! No, no, no! Oh, whoa! When they do Hildebrand, Hildebrand, and the oh. chives. Oh, oh my god, god. Yes. yes. Please make it so I don't SC. hate that. I don't hate that at all. I really enjoy that. I enjoy that concept. SE, make that real. Please give it to me. I need it Please, in my life. SE. <laughs> Please. Uh, it, it's going to be bad and funny at the same time. I'm distracted. I have no idea it. what we were talking about originally. Especially, I've just I've been caught up in this. Especially <laughs> if like Hildebrand's parents come along cuz I just like you know, Julianne looking at Julia and just being like, "What?" the hell can you just what see like the, the resonant dark knight oozing from julia as and she meanwhile julia's like wee <laughs> wee suplex this is great oh, i love cat mama like uh, every, everything she does is precious <laughs> see after uh, this point i'm a little hazy and i forget what happened like not only am i distracted by the thought of julia chai wrestling people and like thrown down I, I'm just completely blanked. What happens? Croa, help me. Like, you're here to remember all this stuff so we don't have to. <laughs> nope. So at this point, I do know that we actually go back to the Crystarium because everything's well now and yeah, they people finish, are happy. They up. I mean, people people come up and say, hey, we see that you got the Talos now. Can we? What can we do to help? Or that one guy that was down in the derelicts, he comes up to tell, hey, you said you kn- wanted to know what we can do or what we what we need help with. We're running out of food right now. What can we do to fix that? And it's just like, it's just really nice progress. All the characters are coming together to kind of fix things up. And Cooperation. For, for the people, you know, it's really good energy for a, for a nation that's been widely known as the seat of slothfulness and waste and just paradise. But like, that forsaken lifestyle, yeah, they're they're changing a lot. So, so they're turning this, uh, they're turning their bad behavior around. Yeah. Paradise, paradise on the backs of those who are most certainly less fortunate. Yeah, I, like I'm curious what they're going to do with Beehive for one, because I know he made mention of the Beehive. Or, oh, or it's the um, that's the they toward they put that plot towards um the uh, custom deliveries that you can activate after the ah. quest. Ah, okay, so, wants, so I gotta yeah, go to do see that. what happens to that. Yeah. If you want Dang, to see what happens, to it, go it, it's correct. good. Yeah, actually, I enjoyed that because it did kind of close the loop from the MSQ. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it like can, it, it breaks off of MSQ and does its own thing as custom delivery. So you you'd have to wait like the the four or five weeks for turn-ins to get the full story, but it'll finish up that question of what they're planning to do with that specific area. 
Oh, that's okay. good. I like that a lot. I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. to go ahead and do those and figure out what, what is going on. Everybody gets their pole dancing emote. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, dragons don't have it anymore. No, you don't. Nor do they need it. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's true, they don't. Like I, we don't we don't need Balmon getting any more flack than it already does. No. Like, I don't know if we're no. stands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we return to the Crystarium, and then what? Tell us well, the story, Papa Craw. Or tell yeah. either one <laughs> of you. Yeah, Tope should remember because he but just Tope finished five points. <laughs> you know, we should make Tope do it. Oh, oh, putting me on the yeah, spot no, now. Yeah, no, Tope do it. Tope do it. Craw, <sighs> you have to grade him. Okay. Tell us how he did. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, is this prep for our trivia stuff? Yes. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> so we returned to Crystarium and we've come to find out that the methods that we decided that we were going to try to pull off, aka the Aethersite, right? Aethersite? Horosite. 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 My bad. Um, turns out that there's nothing that can composite the material that they need and that that plan is basically not going to work out the way that they wished. I bet Orange is so sad right now. Oh, it didn't look like he was happy. <laughs> you know, um, and he's not sad because his friends and himself can't get back to the source. He's sad because he's like, but I wanted to see what would happen. He's just yeah. holding out the oversight, but but it's like, no, Orange, sit down, stop. Fine. But my Fine. crystals. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I know that... Uh, Urianje did decide that he was going to go report to Thancred and Reen. Ryan, sorry, Reen. Reen, yeah. Reen, not Ryan. God dang it, Tilt. Mm-hmm. She is that. not a discard from an orange. Well, it's yep. not a. It's not a river <laughs> in Germany either. Is it? No, is the Rhine in Germany? I think it is. Yes. So. Yes. Okay, I do remember um, some things. And that you know the Exarch and the, I forget the Numo's name. Becklug. Beklug are going to kind of do a little bit more research and see what they can pull off to get our friends back to their bodies. Because they they did mention that, the as Crow did mention earlier today, that, uh, you know, going through as a possession is not going to work out. So, nope. So, the Exarch decided to tell us that we should go report to Tataru, you know, say that we're making headway over here, but it's not really bearing fruit at this time. So we but go maybe back. someday soon. Yep, maybe someday soon. Hopefully, before Thancred dies first. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so then we go back and we talk to Tataru, and Tataru is like, well, Kryle's supposed to be back from examining everybody, so you can just wait here, and then we wait, and then we start talking. Our good old buddy from Heaven Sword comes back, Astinian. And okay. Fangirling a little bit. I love Astinian's lance. Just that red with that. <laughs> Do kind you of now? Do you now tell? Oh Wait. man. <laughs> what? That's okay. Let's let's uh, nobody <laughs> say I don't tell him. <laughs> we'll tell you later. Okay. Anyways, Please continue. so, so he, he starts talking about what's going on in Garlemald, and then, of course, Kryl and yourself just get the echo, and you see everything that goes down. 
from um oh god now i'm forgetting his name mr mask hunter gaius doing the final cut scene you know that was saw in Shadowbringers, you know. Oh yeah, where Zeno, Zeno shows up again, and he's like, "Oh hey, uh, by the way, I'm just gonna womp you now, so you might want to run away." Yep. And like one thing I didn't realize, because I could have swore I didn't see his sword glowing. His sword is glowing pure red, like rage red. And of yeah, course, that's he's the, that's the power of Amano Murakumo. I think it's called Amano yes. Murakumo. Yeah, that's the sword's power. It's yep. bad, bad color. The yeah. bad sword. And like you get this really lovely battle sequence between Xenos and Gaius versus Asninian together. And like hands down, everything they did in that cutscene was just beautiful. You see Xenos like taking on Astinian while you know blocking Gaius. And, and then you get all- combo attack. Yes, then you get the combo attack. The one thing we haven't seen since 1.0. Please give, please give me combo attack, Square Enix. Let me do combo fields. Yes. It's such an old RPG staple. Bring it back, please. 2020, bring back combo attacks. Well, I yes. recall that they're actually supposed to. And <gasps> like kind of like individual um like limit break type things, weren't they? Isn't that that's part of the expansion? I would hope point? so. <laughs> I could be, I maybe, maybe I was just, you know, like having a dream, but I thought that was mentioned at some point. Okay. We, we have if to was, research that. Yes, we're going to have to research that because if it was, I'm, I fully support this. Anyways, so after the block, Xenos throws Astinian with the lance, just like, Pwah. and then you get that combo attack we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at this point, you've got the Imperial troops coming in. Xenos had blocked the combo attack just easily, hands down, not even breaking a sweat. Back to be an OP. Yep. Back to be an OP. Xenos and Gaius are right there before your mad his majesty, who is now dead. And you know, basically they just get Yep, they get painted as the bad guys because Xenos is just standing there like, oh hey, well, uh, this kind of worked out in my favor. Hey, look, these these idiots killed my dad. Yep, you guys can have fun with them because I grow bored of this. And oh, by the way, I'm disappearing like an assassin. Like yeah, an, yeah. yeah, he does he's that. And it's just like he that picked was, up some bad habits. Yes, Elizabeth had brought some bad habits in, which I'm Did still curious where Elizabeth is. He bounced the back to the moon. I, yeah. I, I, I have so many theories, but anyways, yes, he's on the moon. <laughs> so then you get your nice little battle sequence as Stinian. Oh man, I was so happy when I was doing that. Like a good fight, yeah. I More had to mute myself horror. for the first part of this podcast because that's what I was doing was running around just like I'm a dragoon. I'm a dragoon jumping on everything because I'm a dragoon. Can we talk about the guy being stuck in the Ultima unit or what is obviously a refab? Oh, yeah. That was terrifying. No, that is creepy. He screamed. Yeah, he screamed. Eyes went black. Like, what are they doing? Now that we know what's coming um, down the pipeline, yeah, (laughs) from the live letter, it's like, (laughs) yeah, I'm thinking that's the precursor to one of the weapons. Magitek, yep. so since Stormblood, Magitek's been taking a lot more like synthetic uh, properties and placing them on living organisms. I mean, if you, you have the opportunity to run through Castrum and Bania, it'll give you a good idea of what our, the Arch Ultima was supposed to be. Because it's, it's oh part of God. that experimentation where they're melding 
all that Magitek into human bodies. Like, um, and then Grinawat, uh, Hypertune Grinawat at the end of Doma Castle. What happened to him? Yeah, he's he, he went oh through that same God. process that created the Arch Ultima. The Garleans are taking their their technology and they're binding it to human bodies. So, which is actually very much they're falling in the footsteps of the Allegans. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're crossing those lines. Yeah, yeah. Considering who the founder was, it's not yeah, really no. a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't broke, what do they don't... say about doom and repeating mistakes in history? What's <laughs> that little always... phrase right there? Because this is this is coming back full circle. It's just like, are we going to have another explosion and another red moon? Because we didn't like it the first time around. Like, well, it's not even that. I mean, like Emmett Selk actually created the elegant empire and then also founded Garlemald. Yeah. Because he's a shifty old man. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, you defeat the uh, prototype and hands down. I love the fact that you can see how much damage those dragoon jumps do. Oh, God, Estinian, you're awesome. And, of course, you know, you lose Gaius. So then you cut back to the moment where you and Kryle started the Echo. And basically, they're just talking. I don't know exactly what they were talking about because I'm failing at life. <laughs> Estinian kind of gives you the side eye. Like, I still don't get how your power works and it's creeping me out. Can you stop? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. He was like, so you saw that, did you? <laughs> creeping into my pass, are you? It's like, what else have you seen? And it's just like, yeah. look, man, I can't control when this crap happens, okay? It's kind of a running joke with Estinian. He he feels that Kryle is, uh, knows more things than she should about him. And oh, she, yeah. she, she makes him, like, she plays him along, makes him think that that's the case. And that's why he's so amenable to what the Lalifah want for him, like, when he, st- when he chose to help them go in Garlemald in the first place is because he was mm-hmm. afraid that she knew stuff that she shouldn't know. She got know. some dirt on him. Yeah. <laughs> Although doesn't. this time around, like, never... yeah, she asked him again to stay and he's like, no, my contract oh, is done bounced. here. Like, I'm, I, I have I other stuff to do. Have... Yeah. yeah. And then she points out that, you know, I could see why Alpha Node's very fond of you. Oh, it's It's funny. Yeah, and he just kind of like, mm. like you could tell he was like in awe a little bit, but he's like, "Don't show it, don't show it, don't show it." Okay, now leave. Mm. <laughs> so then you get your next cutscene, and this is the other part that I have a little bit of questions. And as uh, Crow talked a little bit earlier about this, um, basically all hell's breaking loose in Garlemald. I, yeah. I don't know what to think, but other than you know chaos. Xenos is having a great time though. Oh yeah, Xenos is just in there no, watching well, the world. He, he got he popcorn out. He's living his best bored. life watching everybody killing each other. Yeah, he's he actually was watching that fight and he says it's boring. Like he's, he's oh, okay. up on the rooftop, he's staring what's going on. He's oh just yeah, like, he says you know this is yeah, this, this is, is dumb. dumb. This isn't what I want. But yeah, it's really cool because they kind of named the legions that are fighting for the throne. You got the first legion, and the third legion. We haven't heard anything from them in a long like at all. Each legion has a, a leader, and we've encountered a few of them throughout the game. So, fourteenth was Gaius. The sixth was Hydrus. The seventh was Nail Vandarnus. Uh, the fourth is in charge, uh, or Noah. Noah Gabranth is in charge of the fourth. And so, mm-hmm. like, they have the different numbers. But now, this is the first time we've heard anything about the first and the third. So, I guess they're like they're more like homeland forces. They protect. They're squabbling the over the throne. Yep. And they're all squabbling for the throne. Yep. Um, and then Xenos is bored, but he gets he gets uh, 
a mysterious individual appears to him to talk to him, and he says something about the hue of that person's soul. He asks you who you are, and then is like, "I'm just a hound, you know, willing to fight for what or go go for the prey that you seek." And then he says Zodiac's name, and then they zoom out, like, <laughs> "Oh, yes." I'm, I'm wondering if that is <clears throat> one of the followers of Heidelin. I so, would think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's okay. a lot of theories. There's a lot of theories. Um, we don't have anything based yet. My theory, I'll put on the table. I think it's one of the Warriors of Light from the Void, from the Thirteenth. Oh. That's my card, because because Elidibus is actually has history in game of relying on shards of Warriors of Light from the Thirteenth to push his endeavors towards good, and he's done it twice now. So I could imagine okay. he's willing to do it a third time or. That makes sense. Of them into the picture. And see, maybe, this, oh, oh, uh, I was going to say maybe, but I think it would actually be more interesting if it is a follower of Heidelin, because especially if you consider that the follower was wearing a white robe, which is very much like the one that Elidibus wears. Yeah. Elidibus has always said that he's an emissary. He's Rather never actually himself emissary. said that he was an emissary of Zodiac. Mm-hmm. That is true. We just made the assumption that he was an emissary of Zodiac. That is true. <laughs> he he brings it up in Realm Reborn. That's how he introduces he? himself. Yeah, he does. It's the first the first quest when he comes in. He's like, oh, "Why okay. you can't hit me? I'm an emissary." And he's like, "Don't you remember what these robes mean?" Oh wait, that's right. You don't. Like he he's actually one of the first Asians to be like, "You're supposed to know stuff that you don't." And then it's like, "What?" But and does he actually confused. say that he's an emissary of Zodiac? He refers. He says all he does is for Zodiac's cause. But he is the representation of the balance. And then, like, there's, uh, if you do War and Triad quests, they go into it a lot more, what his role mm-hmm. is. And it's definitely maintaining equilibrium between the two forces. He balances them out. And so yeah, that's what I would, I was actually thinking that he's probably almost more of an arbiter, um, especially yeah. like I was, um, reading up on a little bit as far as, in past Final Fantasies and actually even in wider uh, mythology. And mm. I think it was in Final Fantasy Tactics that he was like a Lukavi and he no. wasn't necessarily like aligned with any one of them. He wasn't nearly necessarily for them or against them. He was pretty much neutral, which is a lot like what he is now. Okay. And the thing that I actually thought was really interesting is Elidibus is part of like, I'm going to mess up the name, but it's part of a longer name, Elidibus Serpentaris. Oh yeah, the uh, the... The, the constellation, constellation, which is also um, has another name. I am going to have to look it up. One second, Puppy, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like pushing my chair around. Okay, Ophicus, which, you, yeah. if you remember from Final Fantasy IX, is the thirteenth Stelazio. Oh, yeah, it's also oh, considered the thirteenth Zodiac. Okay. And furthermore, what is really freaking interesting is he is known as the serpent bearer. So, which is a lot like Ranjit, you know, where Ranjit fights with that serpent. Yep. But so a star within the serpent portion of that constellation is called Unicalhi. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. So 
the the little kid from the warring tribe stuff yeah so it's just kind of like one of those scenes like oh no it was just it was really interesting all of those little dots as far as like outside of the game connecting i don't know if it has anything to do with what we might expect in the plot but i just found it really interesting that you know here's this character in past final fantasies that was kind of like this neutral character and also like this 13th zodiac uh you know if you want to think like a god that we never knew about that is interesting um we're gonna have to save that for some other podcast and go deeper into it lore deep dive yes a lore deep dive um so we're gonna finish this off here there's just one last thing i have to pass through crow talked about the warriors of light from another shard when you mm. have the cutscene of Ulmore, you, you see a familiar figure you think it's a familiar figure but the way they have him labeled and the way he talks about it it's as if the soul of arbert and the body of arbert had separated and somebody has inhabited the body because he talks about destroying the hope that Ulmore is starting to build yeah i didn't like that i was just like don't you do that to my boy <laughs> Whoever that is, get out of that. Yeah. So that's something that we're going to have to look into way way later, as in like February when the next patch comes out and they show more. Which I hope they do. Yes. Um, And we got a lot of content coming out that we're going to be playing around with. But I just want to let you guys know that there won't be a podcast for the next two weeks because we are taking our winter break. Spending time with family for the holidays. Family with holidays. And of course, New Year's is also on the next time we record. So that won't be out. Our next one looks like it's going to be out on the... Or re- oh wow, that's a long ways away. Our next podcast is going to be out on the thirteenth of January. So hey, do, luckiest number. Yep, we do apologize for the long break there, guys. But uh, we do wish you guys an awesome New Year's, and we thank you for listening. And have a happy holidays. Yep, and have a happy holidays from all of us at Aetherstream. Happy New Year, guys. Happy Festivus. <laughs> happy Festivus. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Aetherstream is part of Aetherflow Media, a community-based project with a focus on Final Fantasy XIV. Aside from this podcast, we produce web content and our magazine, Aetherflow. And if you like what you see in here, consider joining our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash Aetherflow Media. All funds go towards providing you with the best possible content that we can create.